1: back to one-on-one with dp presented by beatrice Bakeray on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com
2: thanksgiving is a groove welcome back to one-on-one 93.7 the ticket fm uh i said we were in the spirit of giving and i meant it i meant it courtesy of canopy market Beatrice Bakery, we're going to throw in some some cake in this one too, Nick. And some folks have thrown in a cookie-making kit as well. Uh, This one uh, is a mother of eight, fixed income. She's always doing great things for everybody else that needs help. She would give you her last dollar if you needed it. But we need to add some dollars to it so Ted we're gonna hook up we're gonna hook up Sarah we'll hook up Sarah that's a lot of kids and a lot of love in one space Nick I'm gonna forward you this one as well so you have it in your email kind sir that way you can follow it up and make sure we get it right uh, for Beatrice bakery Mm, this one's good. Uh, April of 2020, my wife was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. The day before she was scheduled to start her chemotherapy treatments, my wife woke up blind. She ended up having a detached retina in both eyes. Six surgeries later, my wife has her full sight back and is cancer-free. Amen to that. The chemo her kidneys is going through the whole transport transplant waiting list process. Stood beside her, not just as a boss, but as a friend. She's been there to listen and help pick her up when she was down the past two years. She's been a huge light in our lives and with all the children at Highlands. With my wife not being able to work through this whole pandemic, she has repetitively told her she has a spot for her when she can return. Holly, who is the boss in this that we're speaking to, has a huge heart and is an amazing person. Without her, I don't want to think of the dark places my wife would be. She isn't just a boss, but a huge blessing to my family. Uh, Holly Gans Christmas from Highlands Academic. We're going to put together a care package for you. Man, there are good people in this space. There are good people. Well done. Courtesy of Beatrice Bakery, we'll do that. Nick, I will forward you that one as well. Whew. that one gave me gave me the feels. There are good folks out there. There are good folks out there. Um, there again, there's some really cool numbers when you look at what Wisconsin, what, what Iowa, and Nebraska are going to look like side by side. But if I said to you, "Hey, Nick, which team has the better running game?" No, it is in fact Nebraska. Better offense? Better defense. Iowa. (laughs) Right. So as you go through it, right, that, that these numbers are kind of bananas. There's one area on the field that Iowa has a very defined advantage over Nebraska. Don't be shocked. Guess what it is? Special teams. <laughs> Special teams. <laughs> Special teams. Iowa averages 26 yards per return. Kick return. Iowa averages 9 yards a punt return. Nebraska does not. <laughs> they do not so every time special teams comes on the field for to give them the ball i was going to be plus 20 yards cuz you got to figure what they're not getting in theory they're plus 10 yards so every, over the court let's say that you punt the ball five times i was going to be plus 50 yards on the game just because <laughs> just because <laughs> uh, Nick just handed me that. James Franklin agrees to 10-year contract at Penn State through 2031. Because everybody don't love you like you think they they think they do. <laughs> he was looking at houses in, in Hollywood, and all of a sudden now, you know, you lose a couple, uh, you got to stay where you are, where you should have been loyal in the first place. Sometimes the place you are is okay. <laughs> right? Sometimes it's okay. Oof. Okay, Penn State, you got your man. You got him for 10 years. I guess y'all love me after all. (laughs) That is spectacular. Another place where Iowa is better than Nebraska. 35 fewer penalties. Iowa is always working in the profit. They're working in the game. Small things matter. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Iowa also has another advantage, and it's in the red zone, and that they put the ball in the end zone. They are plus 12 over Nebraska when it comes to getting the ball in the red zone and scoring touchdowns versus not. You know what else they're good at, better at? Their field goal kicker is 18 of 21. (laughs) 18 of 21. So those numbers that fall into play. Iowa has 11 touchdowns throwing the ball. They have seven interceptions. It's not sexy. It's effective. It's another one of those games where we can simply say, guess what? Iowa is going to need Nebraska's help to win. Don't put the ball on the ground. No penalties. Plus yardage on kick returns and punt returns. Being solid on the kick-cover game. Iowa actually attacks on, on, on return game. They actually try to get positive yardage. And that is in play. That is absolutely in play. Iowa's only had 44 penalties all season pretty impressive pretty impressive but along the way oof that's a lot of return yards <laughs> that's a lot of return yards oh we dare to dream we dare to dream again a, a, a lot of what uh kirk Ferentz was talking about was their adjustments as well iowa has adjustments to make And he said a thing about their roster that I, th- I found to be very interesting. Like he went in, in, in to the coaching aspect.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? <laughs>
2: And they were talking about the depth and guys who were were sitting there on the bench. Kirk Farron said this. If we don't want to coach a guy, then we shouldn't have them on the roster. We invited them. They are all here because we invited them. And we should treat them that way. We try to give everybody a chance to be coached. Who we? Don't bury a guy. Coach him. Coach him. Coach him. (laughs) Drumstick, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. He said, this is torture. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Uh, What's up, DP? I would not be satisfied with Iowa-level success. I demand more. Then what's the the demand and what's the timetable? What do you want? Do you want... Do you want 10 wins next year? Do you want eight? Do you want eight next year and ten the next? Nine the next? Eight again? Like the specifics of what's going to be required to move the program forward have to be discussed. Like you've got to know what – it still hasn't been said. It still hasn't been said. It still hasn't been said. What do you want for it? Iowa level of success would be satisfactory because it's better than what is currently. But is it good enough? And remember, the whole Iowa discussion is how you got here in the first place. So what, what is expected immediately? And then what is expected long term? What do you guys want from, from Scott Frost? It hasn't been said. Like what what will define success? And look, a win Friday would be fantastic, remarkable. But would a win Friday justify or make the off season better? Does that calm the nerves beating Iowa? Does that give you peace of mind? Or is it just is it is it, it's a good win, but it's not a program changing win? Where do you stand on it? Like, if this team wins Friday and it's with Logan Smothers, one, does that mean that Smothers is your starter going forward? And two, uh, do you want Adrian to turn? Third, uh, does this mean that you're happy with the program? Are you satisfied with the program? Right? Because Friday's performance and Friday's finish will say a lot about the guys who are considering coming back. Texan says there's no reason why we can't win the West every year. you guys agree? It feels like our program has forgotten what made us successful. Clean, sound football. Um, yeah, I, I just don't – like there's so many basic things that aren't being accomplished. And that's not – I mean, do the small stuff. Like, we can all root for for people who you have a sound kicking game, you have a solid running game, you have a solid passing game. You don't have to be the best in the country at anything, but it would be really, really impressive just to be good at basic things. Right? Basic line blocking. Don't have to be cute. You just have to be sound. Solid. Solid tackling. Proper fits. 11 hats to the ball. <laughs> Axel Follier, hilarious, says, yeah, clean on the field, a little sketchy off. That, that, that's almost every program, sadly. But that's a whole other topic for another discussion. What's up, DP? It depends on how they win tomorrow. I do agree. Winning the West uh, more years than not is a reasonable expectation. I agree with that. That it, That's not that's not turning the world upside down. That's just Nebraska playing good football. Like That's such a basic thing to say. But that's the basic thing that needs to be said. Like all any like I I I I'd, I'd be satisfied if they were doing the basic things right. And that pays no regard to talent, that pays no regard to any that's just you lining up right, tackling right, blocking right, throwing the ball right, running proper routes. Like that's the basic stuff. Do you to get into the cuteness of schemes and and, and dialing up special plays for special situation, yeah. But I want basic things done well. DP, what's up? What's up, Paul? Uh, hey, if you could choose, what would you have Nebraska do on offense? If it's me. If it's me. A, a 50-50 balance with the bulk of your throws with the bulk of your throws, let's say you throw the ball 20, 20, 23 times in the game, that I would like for half of those to be below the, below the first down stick, but between the hashes, between the hash marks. I need three really big shots. I need, of those 23, I, I want... 40% first down efficiency. I want the ball to be moved. Run game. Look, if your run game is plus 4-2, four, four you're a winning football team. So to tell me that you haven't come up with a way to, to get plus 4 yards a, a, a carry, whether it's the quarterback or not, then you got to reassess the system. Uh, Texas says, uh, if you can't at least compete for the West the next two years, it's time to move on. That's still a long time, but okay. The next two years is a long time. Cleveland Mike says, what's up, DP? What's up? I don't think that being a perennial top 20 team is too much to ask, given this program's history, facility, and resources. Yeah, those things. Those things, like you're paying, you're literally dumping hundreds of millions of dollars into a new facility. For what? For what? Like, do you think that's going to help you recruit because it's cuter, it's a cuter campus than than everything else? You still got to treat people the the right way. You still got to tell them the truth. You still got to help them develop. You still got to help them become what they want to to become. Yeah, they have the resources, all the boosters in the world. Check writers, extreme, extraordinary. History, when you walk in the room and you walk in the building, my goodness gracious, look at them go. <laughs> you see the flags and you see the banners and you, you, you see the videotape and you hear the radio calls. And those are all moments of excellence. But most of them were a bunch of things, simple things, done well, a lot. And to, ask, to say that that's asking for too much? It's there. I think they can do better. That's just me. We'll throw out the break. Come back more. We'll finish up with one-on-one before we get to old school at the top of the hour. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube,
1: or Twitch. You're listening to One-on-One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and ticketfm.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.